Welcome to Wicked Wednesdays. This is episode 33. Hey, what's up? Uh, This is Shelly, and as usual, I have Alan with me. How are y'all doing tonight? So, um, we know it's been a while, but thankfully, school has started. Yay! Yes. Um, So, we won't have any more kids um, staying here every day, all day, all night, um, for a while anyway. So we can get back into the swing of things. Um, the last time we recorded, we were talking about the origins of voodoo, and our next um, episode was supposed to be on the Loa of voodoo, or the deities, gods, however you want to put it. Um, so that's what tonight's episode will be about. Um, we want to say thank you. For sticking with us this summer, um, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, you know. Um, so, we have any news or? Yes, I just like this. Uh, there was an alligator seen in one of the lakes in uh, Chicago, and they set up various traps to catch it. So it was not a big gator; it's four feet long, about eighteen pounds. Uh, it eluded traps. They sent a trapper up from Florida. He called it his first try. And it is now an alligator sanctuary in Florida under the name Chance the Snapper. <laughs> uh, oh, so, um, we were debating on, um, if we should acknowledge the shootings that we've had the um, the last couple of days or well this last past week I guess and um really and truly the only thing we really want to talk about is we just want to send our love and our thoughts um I know that is that's, when people say that it's in a sense, it's, it's I guess, meaningless to some people, but when that's all you have to give, and it's your way of just saying, you know, I care, so um, that's really the only, um, that's the only, we don't want to give any kind of um, death toll, or we don't want to say their names of the shooters, we don't, you know, they'll get nothing from us. So. Yeah, I mean, I do want to say, like, the guy from from Ohio, and I won't name the band because they're trying to erase themselves, he played in a, for all his leftist talk and stuff, he played in a porno grind band, which is a combination of, like, it's extreme death metal, basically, it, and it's really nasty stuff. Combine like Gigi Allen and Cannibal, the worst of Gigi Allen and the worst of Cannibal Corpse, and you get porno grind. But uh, <clears throat> I I kind of applaud the other members saying, "No, we're erasing ourselves. We don't want this to become a shrine to him. We don't want people to hear us anymore." Although I wonder, you know, why they didn't talk to anybody because they said uh 
in the article I read by Vice, the one of the guys was talking about they did a small tour, like regional tour, and the dude brought a gun and said we can rob gas stations to help uh, finance the tour. And I don't understand why they didn't go, you're out of the band, leave, and reporting to somebody, because that's, that's just fucked up. Well, okay. A, people say that kind of shit all the fucking time. Yeah. B, you don't know what kind of people they are. Just because of the fact that they were, they just don't want bad publicity. True. So, I mean, and they're going to give a soundbite like that to kind of say, you know, he was a shitty person. I mean, fuck all that noise. Okay. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, just fuck him. Yeah. Just, you know, right. Anywho, you got any other weird news or anything that's happenings? Oh. Let's see. No, not really. You got anything? I had to talk about this. Okay. Okay. Because it, it was something that, that has to do with you. There was the lady who was in Georgia who said that this guy told her to go back where she came from because she was in the 10 items or less mm -hmm. uh, or whatever. And at a Publix. Yeah, at a Publix. So anyway, all this stuff's going on the news about it, right? They find out that he's Cuban. They think that she's lying, whatever. Allen's company, Publix sends out a memo to all the employees that if anybody from the press tries to contact them or talk to them, that they're supposed to just say, my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that happened in Georgia. We were at Alabama. <laughs> I mean. But. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to discuss. Oh. Um, I know I told y'all the last time we recorded that. We were going to try and stay regular um, with the show and do it every week, and we haven't because, like I said, we've had kids and um, just, it's just been summer. And, um, but now that school has started, like I said a minute ago, things will, you know, they'll get better. But we're using a new program, um... I was able to get on the uh, Gold Wave um, beta thing for my phone. And so, um, hopefully, this is our first time using it. So, hopefully, this works out. Um, if you hear any kind of, like, n weird noises or if anything cuts out or whatever, th that's why. We're still trying to get um, some All things. All the kinks out. Yeah, because, I mean, we keep, the computer keeps crashing every time we try and record on it. Yeah. And it's just a pain in the ass. So, we're trying to figure out ways to use the phone and to be able to record and still get something out to you. Because we really love doing the podcast. Um, also, I've still got to talk to Jesse, but me and him are supposed to do um, our show on, or, I mean, you're being too, I don't care. I yeah. mean, it's just me and him, I talked about it. Um, on, uh, Heller. All right. Because even when me and you covered it, like I said, I'd fallen asleep for the last two episodes of it. And, um, I really think that it deserves more attention to it. So, 
Um, be looking out for that. Uh, and I think that's all I can remember. But, um, oh, I need you guys to send Alan all of your good vibes and stuff because we have something really, really good that could be happening soon. So, I'll just keep him in your minds and send him good juju, prayers, whatever. I don't, you know, just send him his way. <coughs> Thank you. I really hope this works out. Me too. Um, so you ready to get into it? Yes. I'm going to see if I can take and go to what you call it while I'm still recording. Okay. Uh, hold on. Well, never mind. That didn't work. Okay. Uh, so, I guess we're going to have to use your phone to, uh, look, to talk about all the stuff that's on there. Okay. Um, yeah, we had to start over. So, <laughs> um... Anyway, um, the Loa in Voodoo is the, um, they are the conduits between you and the, I guess, the word, the, is, it means the good God, I think. Yeah, or the various gods, they were the ones that. Yeah, you know, they tried to mix up, match him up with a Catholic saint. Well, um, no. Uh, it's the, um, well, I'm saying it, I'm not talking about that. Um, hold on, I'm trying to cut my, Alan broke his phone, I'm trying to cut myself. Okay, they, um, they are intermediaries between the, I think it's Bondi, or the Supreme Creator. Who is like, he's in a distant, they're, there's like, they're in a distant world. So it's like, you go through the Loa to, to get them to curry favors with you with the Supreme Creator. Okay. And that's why there's literally a deity for everything. You have one for Marketplace. You have one for, I mean... I'm trying to think, like, um, uh, I mean, there's one for sex, death, everything you can think of, pretty much, and they're all, but each Loa, even though there's different ones, the leaders are the barons, there's Baron Samadhi, Baron Criminal, Baron Cemetery, but the barons are kind of like run the show, and then the rest of them are the underlings. Mm. Okay, well, they are, um, they're distinct beings with their own personal likes, dislikes. Um, there's, there's, you have certain, that's why I like the, in the, the the rituals that they do that's why there's a certain dance there's a certain rhythm to it 
um, their songs, symbols, um, they, they're, but they are not, okay, I know I can't call them deities, but, okay, they're not deities, they're, they're dependent, they're like, they're, they're, it's, literally, they're just like, they're, they're ancestral spirits, basically, mm -hmm. that are, you know, your connection to this distant God, and, um, this is gonna sound crazy. Are they kind of like Jesus? No, basically the word Loa. Because okay, all 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 the words that we know for them are through French. Because that's the you know the the slaves came in through Haiti. The, you know that was um the French was it was a French control mm -hmm. you know, and so the language that they learned to speak that would you know was French, and so. Loa, when it's um, translated, means the laws. Okay. In English. Um, <clears throat> would they? Would they be similar to angels or just? No. Basically, what happened was is they synchronized the Loa with Catholic saints, and um, like Papa Legba is Saint Peter or Lazarus. Mm -hmm. Um. But then. They also switched it to where um, a lot of the Catholic saints are in themselves Loa. Um, there's Philomena, uh, Archangel Michael, uh, Jude, and John the Baptist. Are Loas? Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. These are, you know, I couldn't remember the other day what the names of the the witches and all that were. Yeah. Okay, you've got your, um, you got, there's the priest, which is like, Hugon, I can't pronounce that. You, you, you got the Mambo, right. which is your priestess, mm -hmm. the Bukor, and the Capleta, which that's like the witches and wizards. And they're, when you always hear about like the bad things that happen, it's usually because of like something, a Bukor or this, uh, what they've done. Like, they are like on the lower end mm -hmm. of what happens. Like they have to answer to their mambo or, you know, the other one. Um and you you is like you would have to go through them and they had to contact the Loa through the rituals and offerings and all that kind of stuff. And you hope because it's not guaranteed. Mm hmm you hope that the Loa will take and, you know, agree to, you know, do whatever you're asking. Okay. And there is no good or evil. Like, there's no good or evil spirit. It's basically by what you ask and what they think is just and right. Right. I was reading about a very somebody. He's fascinating. He's probably the one most people know. Um, he's kind of their Loa of death. But he he likes kids, and they'll put like if a kid's sick or something, they'll make petitions to him because nobody can die until the Baron digs their grave, and if he refuses, then you won't die. So they'll use Baron Samadhi, you know, when children are sick and things like that, and he can hit supposedly he can cure all diseases, heal all wounds. So they'll 
petition him for help. And I found that fascinating that he likes kids. And something I found interesting is how a lot of the barons have these really like dark senses of humor and they're, they're crude, they're lewd, they tell dirty jokes and stuff like that. I found that to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, you have different kinds of Loa. You have like, um... They're like, they're, they're grouped into families. Like, you have the Rada, who are, um, older. They come from Africa. Um, they're water spirits. And they are, um... I mean, they are served with a water. Um, they're not aggressive. They include Legba, Loco, um, I can't pronounce half of these. But, um, anyway, they are, um, their color that usually represents them is white. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the, I think it's Petroloa. Um, their traditional colors red, they're, they're fiery, they're aggressive, they're warlike, um, they are, um, very, um, like, the master of the crossroads, Kalufu. Yeah. Or, I think it's Met Kalufu. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. Like, when you're ready to, like, go to war, you know, like, when you're trying to, that you call, that's who you call upon them. Then you have your Congo Loa. Um, now, these actually, these ones actually came from the Congo, you know, like, these are the, um, they are, they're mostly female. Oh, wow. And they're very fierce and feared, um... Let's see. The Gehidloa are the spirits of the dead. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're talking about the barons. Okay. Okay. Um, and they're led by the barons. And you've got LaCroix, uh, Baron Sami, uh, some, some, I can't pronounce that. Samadhi? Huh? No, that's Samadhi's right there. Okay. I'm talking about this. I can't, I have to read them because I'll try to pronounce, anyway. And then you have Bridget. Um, anyway, they're loud. They're rude. Um, they're very sexual. They're the ones out, you know, a lot of fun. Um, and it says, as, as those who have lived already, they have nothing to fear and frequently will display how far past consequence and feeling they are when they come through in a service. Eating glass raw chilies and anointing their sensitive areas with chili rum for example their traditional colors are black and purple and like um i don't know if you've ever seen like um okay you know how in um an american horror story mm-hmm. when they were talking to marie laveau when she was talking about doing the um the ritual for to get for her to get pregnant and she was talking about how you know you have to eat these chili peppers and you know like all this kind of stuff like that is she would have been doing a um 
a ritual to one of these. Mm -hmm. Um, because literally they, it's, it's almost like to show that they feel nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, they like, they have their likes and their dislikes and that's really all they care about, you know? And they'll help you if they feel like it. And if they don't, they won't. And the other families of the Loa are more, they're more likely to, to help you because you're, you're, you're alive. You're, but the, the get heat, I can't pronounce that word. They are the ones that's like, if you're on the brink of life or death, who you go to, to either bring life into the world or to take life out of the world, Okay. you know, to help a, um, but the, uh, Rada, those are the, like, Legba, Papa mm -hmm. Legba is, I'm trying to think, he is the, um, I won't say Crossroads, because there's another one that's actually for the Crossroads, but he is, like, the main intermediary, like, you, they usually call on him, um, he stands at a spiritual crossroads and gives or denies permission to speak with the spirits of Gurney and is believed to speak all human languages in Haiti. He is the great uh, elocutioner. He facilitates communication, speech, and understanding. And he's commonly associated with dogs. When the things are associated with, like colors, animals, um, liquids, like they all, they have, their, these things are so... There's so many things. That's why, like, you'll see altars, and they'll have, like, tobacco. They'll have whiskeys. They'll have rums. They'll have, you know, it's all these individual little things. And, like, then you have some of them that have, like, tall glasses of water, ice mm -hmm. water. And they'll have, you know, um, uh, you know, white shawls draped all across it and cotton and things like that because that's what they relate to. Is it kind of what they want or just relate to? It's, well, because like, okay, supposedly when one of the, when, when you're doing these rituals and the loa comes, they, it's, you get, um, possessed, I guess is the mm -hmm. word you would use. And so the person who has the loa inside of them, they speak from the loa, right? Yeah. And, but in order to call the, to call the loa forth, you want to have the right stuff. So... You would have, like, to get laid, you'd have a dog present. You'd have somebody wearing white. You would have, you know, um, a lot of water. Anything that is, that's represent, that represents him or the family of Loa that he's from, you would want to have that there. Mm -hmm. Because that's who you're calling on, and you want him to come to you. But it's not guaranteed that he will. So that's why they have, like, all these things that, oh, well, he likes this because he came when this was there. So... There could be a list of 120 things, you know, that if you have all these things, that's your, your, that's your, your greater chance to have him okay. come and visit you and to do what you want him to do. And there are certain things, oh, well, he loves, and so he has to have these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of them are... Like, like, literally, when you go on there, they only have, like, so much information, right? Yeah. Because only 
your mambo or your priest or whoever, they are the ones who, like, know all the end all, the ins and outs and everything, right? I mean, even, like, the Bokors don't know as much as the priests and the priestesses do. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to reach that level. And, <clears throat> you know... Would a priest... Okay, or would a Bokor or something... I'm just trying to think of this and like... Uh, somebody that's not familiar with it. Would a Bokor almost be like a, a deacon? Or something? A Bokor... Mm-hmm. Would be somebody who... Okay. Think about it in doctor's terms. Okay. Okay. You have a specialist. Mm-hmm. You have a general practitioner. You have surgeons. You know, okay. Well, a Bocor would be like a GP. Okay. Like, they dabble. Like, mm-hmm. they can kind of tell you if you have a cold or whatnot, but they're going to have to send you to a specialist. Okay. And the priest would be a specialist? Well, the priest would be like the head of the hospital. Okay. Okay. Or the mambo would be like, mm-hmm. they would be like, like literally priests and, or I can't, I can't pronounce that word or I would mm-hmm. continue to call them what they're, they're, what they're called. But, um, the priest and the mambos are the end all and be all of their area. Like, let's say, um, Hueytown or Jefferson County where we're at. Okay. Um, they have... The, the, the a priest mm-hmm. well if you come into his territory you have to make offerings to him so that way he'll protect you as you walk throughout his land oh wow and you can't practice without you know like you have to show respect because it's not just about like respecting the different low and whatever you have to respect the people too because if you don't then they'll put work on you Okay. And so, you know, like, okay, you know, we watched a documentary of that dude who went to Haiti Mm -hmm. and he kept going asking all those people, all that kind of stuff. Well, you remember who he went to first? Mm -hmm. He went to the priest. Yeah. And the priest told him, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you how this is done. I'm not going to help you with this, but these are the people that I will allow you to talk to. Mm -hmm. And... So, you know, he was sent on. And the thing is, if the priest had a problem with those bakors, if they were starting to get out of hand, because, look, he knew that those people, that those guys were ripping people off, that they weren't making zombies. He knew that. Yeah. But I guarantee you, he also knows the recipe to make the stuff. Yeah. You know, um, the, the actual true, like, toxins and stuff, because he actually figured it out. When he was talking to the white guy that was there, like, but was it back in the 80s mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Um, he was the chemist that he was with at the time. And he quit his job as a chemist to become a priest. Mm-hmm. So, but um, anyway, you know, he went to him first because that is what you do. Had he not gone to him first and he started going trying to meet with all these people, for one, they wouldn't have talked to him. And for two... You know, he would have been been severely disrespectful and, you know, like I said, he could have decided to do work on him. Yeah. But, um, the Loa, 
are, I mean, there's only so much that you can really talk about them because we don't know everything. I mean, there's like a whole long list of them yeah, that Alan's some pulled them, up. Some of them don't even, this Wikipedia, and a lot of them are really short, and some of them don't even have entries. Uh, I, this is just for the horror fans that listen. You remember Child's Play when he, uh, Charles was possessing the doll, and he said something about Dumbala? Dumbala is one of the Loas. He's almost like the creator. Yeah. That's another thing. You can have several different Loa for different things. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, you have Haitian voodoo, you have New Orleans voodoo, you have original voodoo from Africa. And the original voodoo from Africa, they have a completely different subset of names. And they don't, and they don't go by the Catholic, you know, representations that the other ones do. Because, like I said... The reason why the voodoo, when you see the altars and you see the Catholic candles and all that kind of stuff, the reason why you see that is because they had to have a way to practice their religion. And so they just took what they learned about the saints and kind of set it up with, um, there's one on here. Hold on. Let me see what his name is. He is, um, hold on. I'll tell you what his name is. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna find his name because he's like, when I read what like he was part of, I thought that was like this one. Uh, oh, okay. Let me read this to y'all. This is what seems so crazy. This is how the ritual goes. Crap! I hate your phone. Um. The ritual goes like this. Uh, it says, in a ritual, the lower are called down by the priest or the priestess um, to take part in the service, receive offerings, and grant requests. The lower arrive in the ritual space by mounting or possessing a horse, which is the person, mm-hmm. the ritualist. Um, in Creole, referred to as uh, Chawa, who is said to be ridden. This can be quite a violent occurrence as the participant can flail about and convulse before falling to the ground. But some loa, such as um, Ayazan, will mount their horses very quietly. So that way you don't even realize that this person supposedly has been possessed by them. Oh, wow. Now, Ayazan is the loa of the marketplace and commerce. So you want to be able to... Uh, Sell something. It says uh, she is a racing or a root loa associated with Vudan rites of initiation. Um, her husband is loco. Um, and it says is, is regarded as the first, yeah, the first mambo. And as such is associated with priestly knowledge and mysteries, and particularly those of initiation in the natural world. Um... Yeah, her and her husband are the two of the low involved in the Kanzo rites in which the priest or priestess to be is given the sacred rattle and tool of the priesthood and are and they're both powerful guardians. <clears throat> um this is the po- okay. They're both powerful guardians of the regulman or the correct and appropriate form of Voodon service. 
She is she is synchronized with the Catholic Saint Claire. Her symbol is the palm frond. She drinks no alcohol and is the wife of Loco Astu. Her colors are the most commonly gold, yellow, and white. You see, so, like, if mm -hmm. you were to offer her alcohol, mm -hmm. it would displease her. Right. And she wouldn't come to you. But that's what I'm saying. See, okay, like, she's um, the marketplace, right? And But she's also who, when they do the ritual to send somebody to, you know, um, to the sorceress or the priest or priestess or whatever, when they, when she, they move mm -hmm. up. That's who they call on because she was one of the first. She was the first mambo. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like they have, there's so many different things that they do. You know, it's not just like one. Um, but you know, it's not like with us. You know how like you got God, Jesus, mm -hmm. Holy Ghost. Right. Okay. It doesn't work that way. You know, we don't have, they don't have that. Like, I think, what, how many Loa is it? There's a ton of them. Yeah, like. But they all can, and they can, some of them can do the same things. It's just how they interpret it. Like, like I said, there's some of them who are warlike. And so if you call upon them for help in, you know, your business or whatever, the way they could do it is by causing another business to go out mm -hmm. instead of, you know, doing it in a peaceful manner of which, you know, bringing, just bringing you prosperity and making more people want to come to your shop. You know, you would call on a different, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's who you ask to help you. Well, you know, you were talking about, uh, Loco. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a guy, there's one called jo Joseph Danger. That says he's lower, lower reflecting either Papa Legba or Papa Loco. Either one, he'd be their Petro form. There's also a strong possibility that he's a Loa from Louisiana Voodoo. And he's a Rada. He's synchronized with the Catholic Saint Joseph and is strict with tradition and justice, making Joseph Danger his aggressive Petro form. Some have identified Joseph as a Petro form of Papa Legba, who is moreover known as uh, Kufor. I just think that's interesting to know that the same guy can have two yeah. sides. Well, yeah, that's why I was saying because you also got to remember, you have like you have the different forms of voodoo. You also have different like like you know we were talking about how that you know you had the people who were like the hoodoo and yeah. the voodoo and like the people there's people who live it who that is their lives. They know what it is. They know that it is not just. It's not casting spells. It is a way to live, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have the ones who are just playing around, dabbling in it. And they have a lot of the stuff that we know about the different low and stuff. It comes from different directions. Because if you were to go to somebody who really was a mambo or a priest or whoever, they're not, they don't want to tell you all this. That's why we know so little about it. Yeah. It's very secretive. It's something that they have carried inside them and it's very, been very secretive. That's why I laugh when I see, you know, these people, you know, on these ghost shows and whatever. And the stuff that they do. Some of the rituals are real that they do. But they don't, 
they're not going to just let you come in and watch everything that they do. Yeah. They're going to leave something out. They're not, I mean, you know, there's no, it's, it's, it's extremely secret. They're not going to tell you everything. There's a lot of them that just will not talk to you, period. But then, of course, you have some that need them, you know, that they use it as like a tourist trap kind of thing, especially in New Orleans. Now, were there any Loa that you, have they talked about any Loa that don't like each other or get along? Like, if you tried to invoke a certain two that it would, like, counteract each other? I don't think that you can invoke, like, I don't know. Like, I've never heard... I mean, you may be able to. Like I said, I don't know. Like, I am I don't practice voodoo. Right. So, I only know, like, what I can read about. And I haven't really read. I mean, like, I've read some, but I haven't read a whole bunch. Um, And I'm sure you can look way deeper into it and you can find somebody to talk to you about it. But I don't think, because I kind of, I think that that is disrespectful. I think that, like, you call on, like, one at a time. You know. Okay. So it wouldn't be like, I mean, that makes sense. Well, like I know there was, um, my mama was telling me, she grew up in New Orleans, and she was telling me about when we were little, because she always told us not to mess with it. It was evil and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, um. I cannot remember. I want to. I don't know if it was. I'm trying to remember what. But she had always like the stuff that she that that she knew about because she, like I said, she grew up in New Orleans. She came here when she was, I think she was like 13 or 14 when she moved here, and she um could tell you like all these crazy stories and stuff and but that was her whole thing was it was just it was evil it was evil it was evil it was evil and uh I asked her one day had she ever you know like experienced it or because I you know I've always been interested in that kind of shit yeah and I don't know if she had because she never really answered me but she was very afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she also was like, you know, you don't disrespect, you know, you don't, you just, you don't mess with it. You stay away from it. You know, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. So I don't know if like somebody she knew ran afoul of it or if just because of growing up down there, um, like, everybody knows you just don't fuck with it. Yeah. I don't know. But, they, uh, but I have read that, uh, like a book or, or whatever, they will have, like, one particular Loa that they call on. Okay. Like, or they'll have, like, one particular Loa family that they call on. And... So, if you want something done in a certain way, then you go to this one. Okay. You know, it's not like, um, 
it's not just like you you go yourself and you just go sit down and you flip open your voodoo book and you call upon whoever. Okay. You can't do it. You have to go to somebody who has learned enough and has, you know, been through and has been given the ascension to these different levels. Okay. And like I said, each level can do more. And until you get to priest or priestess, and then that's when you, you know, you're, you know, big shit. Okay, that makes sense. Um, we got anything else? I know we had a question for the episode, and we only got two answers, but I think they're interesting. What? Well, you know, you asked if you thought, uh, if people could, if you didn't believe in something, but you had someone cat cast spell or do work on you do you think it could affect you mm-hmm. uh monica came in with no and mandy the newest member of the padded room family said yes did they say why no they just, just said yes and no yeah <clears throat> what do you think let's talk about this all right um i don't when i took anthropology you know i mentioned this before we discussed voodoo and stuff and they talked about in the in our book that some of the uh in haiti and stuff some of the voodons whatever you call them were paid to lift death spells and things off people well voodon is the name of their religion okay okay some of the uh were paid to lift spells off people and not tell them so they broke the curse but they didn't tell them and they still died. It was almost like psychosomatic. It, it was psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to go with what... I'm going to go with Monica. I'm going to say no. Because... I guess I feel like, you know, if you don't believe... Somebody claims to put a spell on You could start attributing anything good or bad that happens to you to that spell. Mm-hmm. Is spell the right term? Yeah, that's okay. fine. You know, you could start, you could be like, well, you know, I, so I pissed off someone, so they put this curse on me, and this, this, and this is happening. But if you don't believe in it, is anything going to happen? I mean, I... okay, I'm going to tell you, there's this, this actually happened. You can Google it. Mm-hmm. There was a guy, and he crossed um, some people. I think he took money from them or whatever. And they told him, if you do not have our money by this certain time, this is what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? He said, fuck that shit. His family believed in it, but he didn't. He was like, fuck that. He came, I think he lived in like New York or something. So he came home and was like, fuck that. I'm not worried about that. Well, the time allotted that for him to pay the money back, he didn't pay it back. And then he starts getting sick. Mm-hmm. And he went to the hospital. They could not find anything wrong with him. Um, and I don't know 
if he knew. I don't know. He may not have known. I think he did not know that they were going to put work on him. I think his family knew. Yeah. But he didn't know. Because when he started getting sick and stuff, his family started freaking out. And then that's when they were begging him to please take it off of him. They were begging him to pay this money, all this kind of stuff. And, like, I think that's how he found out. Right. I think. Anyway, either way, he didn't believe. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't going to give him shit. So, I, th I don't know if they set up a GoFundMe. Or they did something to get the money mm -hmm. and to pay this off before he died. And then, as soon as they gave the money to the people, he got better. Yeah. I've heard about that. And, you know, it, like, it freaked him the fuck out. Because he did not believe. He literally kept telling them, no, there's just something medically. Like, he did not want to. He, he, I don't think he paid the money. I think that they somehow or another managed to get the money together to pay it for him because they didn't want him to die because he because because he refused to believe. Right. But he still got sick. But he was like states away where nobody could have gotten to him to poison him or anything like that. He had been gone long enough to the point that had he been poisoned there, he you know would have gotten sick way before he did. So it makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, how does somebody who didn't believe, who refused to pay the money, how did, how did he get sick and then miraculously get better? Really? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. That is. Um, and I remember reading something. It, this happened, I read about it a, two or three years ago. And I just remember it stuck out. Because I was like, holy shit. I want to say I read something. A guy down in... Uh, it was Florida. Yeah. Uh, guy, I'm seeing this on Quora. Where the guy, he came into jail. Raining, raving, screaming. He was cursed by the voodoo man. Uh, he, was, he was in a nice suit. He wouldn't... Eat, sleep, all this stuff, drink, and kept saying he wanted somebody called Voodoo Man. But I want to say it started out, he didn't believe, and then, uh... Well, that's not the one I'm talking okay. about. The one I'm talking about, like, he went home to, like, New York or some shit. Like, he wasn't, <clears throat> uh, he wasn't there. He, you know, like I said, his family, wherever he had been, that's where his family lived. And he had gone down there and had like, I don't know if it was like a business deal gone bad or if it was like, you know, a, a bet. I don't know, really know what it was that he did. I just know that he owed them some monies <clears throat> and he didn't want to pay it. Like I said, I don't. No, it's, uh, my question is, okay, yes, if it does work, I guess, do you think the Loa and stuff are real? What do you think makes it work? 
like with anything, you have to have faith. Mm-hmm. And the more faith that is put behind something in the believer, you know, to be honest, we don't know what's out there. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, we know there's spirits. There's been so many people over time was like, you're full of shit, you're full of shit, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, but even though there hasn't been like some major concrete evidence of it, there's been so many people who have had experiences um, that you, I mean, there are spirits. Okay. Um, of course, there's people who still refuse to believe that and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, <laughs> I'm not pushing my beliefs on anybody, but if you're somebody who believes in spirits, so there is another realm, there is another, mm-hmm. there is something else. So how can you believe, and it's just like when I talk, when like, you know, I, people who believe in God how can you believe in God and you not believe in angels and demons and and ghosts and all that kind of stuff it's in the Bible yeah you know I mean I just like everything goes hand in hand and so it's it's all about your faith Mm -hmm. and did that guy really not believe well we don't know he may have said he didn't we don't know. Um, but I do know that 90% of any faith, of any miracle, of anything like that comes from your own faith, your own belief, and how strongly you believe about something. And if you believe, it's like, you know, they call um manifest destiny. Yeah. Where it's like, if you believe something strong enough, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. And because you're pushing for it, you're, you're, you're striving for it. So you are going to take and you're going to have it, you know, mm-hmm. it may, it, it may take you, you know, 90% of your life, but you're going to have it. That's faith. That is still faith because you have faith in yourself that you are going to achieve this. Um, people who swear up and down, I'm going to get killed in a car wreck. I'm going to get killed in a car. This is how I'm going to go out. You had enough faith in that. that by God, one of these days you were just like, and you died. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. All of all of that is, it's all mm-hmm. faith. It's all what you believe in, and so whether you claim not to have it or not, do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this guy could have gotten like a cold, could have been sick with something. Called his family, told his family, "Oh my God! Oh my God! You the the mambo she 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 done put mm-hmm. it on you." Blah 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 blah. That plants the seed in your head. And oh, you're like, yeah. shit, I'm sick. I got... And you start getting worse because, you know, cold's got to run out. Mm-hmm. Well, you're telling yourself you've been cursed. Your hair's going to start falling out. You're going to start shitting blood. I mean, you know. Yeah. All this just going to start happening to you. And the more the more that happens, the, the more you start believing. Even though you're telling yourself, I don't believe this. Mm-hmm. 
you're you are yeah and you know people don't understand how the power of suggestion the power of suggestion the power of faith belief you know um and denial yeah you know you can deny 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 and you know you can people literally can live in a bubble mm-hmm. because of their denial yeah and it's all the thing is and I hate saying this because I don't want to sound like that I'm dissing my own belief but there can be a thing that's too much faith mm-hmm. you know when you literally throw caution to the wind and you start like like people who handle snakes yeah you know and they're like oh, I believe in God and I know he's not gonna let this this rattlesnake bite me and I'm not gonna die from its toxins and I'm gonna hold this black mamba and swing it above mm-hmm. my head motherfucker you're fixing to die well, I always think of the thing I've heard before, pray for rescue, but row for shore. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I mean, you know, but like, anyway, back to the original thing. Do I think that if you don't believe in something, can it hurt you? And yes and no. I, I, I can go both ways because like I said, if you truly don't believe in it, if you truly think it's horse shit and that there's nothing to it, mm-hmm. then no. I don't think that, um, I think you have a stronger constitution. You know, you, when you have a, denial is a strong thing. Denial, right. when you can deny something and you can, and you, are, you do not believe in it, then you have put yourself in this bubble and you, you can't get out of it and it can't get into you. Okay. You know, but if you do not have that level of denial, if you do not have that level of disbelief mm-hmm. and there's even a little inkling in there that this something, you know, then yes, because you can plant the suggestion. It can, you know, it can happen. All right. You got a question for the week? Mm, I think I want to get in. What do you think about doing? Some, uh, I'm down with that. That show we watched mm-hmm. about the, the pastor. Yeah. Who was wanting to have the polygamy that killed the chick. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Okay. Like, I will look into the religious correction. Alright. I think we should go there. Okay. We haven't done anything. Like no. We've got serial killers. We've done. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, historical shit. Let's do some movie stuff. Let's do, let's do some uh, religious corruption. Okay. So, question: What are the most messed up things that religions ever done? Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to see what Steven has to say. <laughs> we love you, dude. Oh yes. Sometimes his memes make me cringe inside, but I still love him. I still LOL at it. Alright. Well, hopefully we'll have this out soon, I guess. We'll, we'll send it off to Darian tonight. So, thank you guys, and we'll get back with you as soon as we can. Have a good night, afternoon, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And now, the flying 